You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is uh, Positive Anger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. I don't know what number we're on. Stop counting after a while. I think it's like 17 or 18. Last week, you know, a recap, in case you didn't listen, we talked about guns, gun control, in a uh, fun, energetic, happy way. I had with me John Fatigate, a.k.a. John John, a.k.a. John Dirty, John Tired, John John the Don, Super John Osborne, whoa, there's John, and Dr. Daddy, not here today. The man the man bailed. Uh, a couple hours ago, I was doing something else. He messaged me and said, I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, so, didn't have time to get another human. So, I got no co-host. I got a guest. Uh, he's going to be coming on a little bit, Sir James L. Mattern. Beautiful human being that I love. Uh, he's going to be coming on. We're going to be talking about... Um, why, if you hate your job, you should quit the fuck out of it. And we'll probably get into a little Beatles. Me and this man have argued about the Beatles many times. Um, uh, my, my, th- yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, before that, uh, you know, we're living our lives here. I want to talk to John about a couple of things. The guy's down here, so now it's just me. Uh, I just had a chocolate milk. Hope that's cool with everyone. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people watching World Cup. Can't do it. I can't do it. I won't do it. Um, I kind of like it, you know, like I, I kind of get into it more over the years. I do feel that every soccer player is a complete superhero. You put a cape on any of these men, they could be Batman. Um, they are complete athletes. You, nobody could take that away from them. They're, they're unbelievable. They're, they're running miles a game. A game. A game. Nobody in football is doing that. Nobody in basketball is doing that. Miles. That's insane. They're doing marathons while playing a sport that's a little ridiculous. I do, you know, I get that it's like the closest thing we can kind of come to that the world can sort of play. But, I mean, there's certain countries that Canada, for instance, there's no fucking way Canada ever is going to be able to be like a, a super contender in the World Cup. It's just not going to happen. We can't do it. We got too much ice. Most you, you, when, when the fuck are you going to play in the goddamn winter? Indoor? I don't think you can do that. Wait, here's what I'm going to say. Canada cannot beat countries at soccer that only have dirt and soccer. You can't, you can't, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? We, in Canada, you can't even show up to a field without shoes. Some of these people, they got to play without shoes for their entire careers uh, until they make it huge. Um, you're not beating that goddamn country. So, I don't know, for me, um, growing up, you know, soccer wasn't that big of a deal. So, now, I mean, like I said, I can kind of appreciate it. I mean, some of these fans are uh, cool. They're freaking out over these games. That's pretty sweet. It's cool to see countries get involved in things. It's also wicked to see hot women uh, with tits. Uh, there's just flags over those tits. I mean, you can't, I mean, but you don't need soccer to, you don't need soccer to look at tits, you know? Tits are out there. Um, uh, tit, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Tits are not just an every four-year thing. They are an everyday thing. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people that are uh, mad that I was talking about tits. I hope not. Um, I recently got into hockey a few years ago. Ridiculous. Growing up in Canada, I couldn't stand hockey. Always hated it. Um, my thought was that, and I mean, maybe they're getting a little serious talking to myself here, but my thought was since I didn't grow up with a dad, um, when I was talking to other kids, they would always be like, oh, yeah, me and my dad were watching hockey, me and my dad were watching this. So I think I just wrote it off as a kid because I, what am I going to do, watch it with my mom? Uh, that's not going to happen, or I'm going to watch it by myself and be like, oh, yeah, this is such a fucking bonding experience. So I didn't like it until a couple years ago when they had um, Strike, and I was walking past a bar after that ended, and I saw a uh, Boston Bruin fighting a New York Ranger and I was just like, why the hell did I never like this? This is amazing. This is boxing and a sport. 
Uh, and also, the, you're fighting on skates. There's people in the street that will fight each other and fall down. These men are doing it on blades. That's fucking unbelievable. And they, I don't think they get enough credit for that. People just say whether they should fight or not. But how about, yo, can fucking Mayweather stand up on some goddamn skates and fight a guy? I don't know if he can. Um, he probably may, he's, he, yeah, he boxes. He might be able to. Um, I also like the fact that you can check a guy and nothing stops. That's amazing. Football, you tackle a dude. You think this is a whistle? You know what I mean? They got a hockey. Some guy gets murdered in the middle of the ice, and he just has to fucking straighten his whole life out right there. Um, so I watched the Stanley Cup Finals. Pretty great. I was hoping the New York Rangers would win Game Five. Just to have more hockey. You just want a Game Six, maybe a Game Seven. That's all you really want. Um, also watched uh, the Miami Heat. Um, game Five against the Spurs. Fuck, so awesome. A few years ago. Uh, when they had that whole decision, I pretty much wrote off the NBA. Um, I couldn't fucking stand that goddamn thing. Obama, and I know this is a long time ago, but Obama doesn't speak for a, an hour. Obama gets cut off at 22. They, they treat a presidential speech like a fucking episode of Friends, but LeBron can talk for a goddamn hour about where the hell he's going to go. I, I never got over that. And I know other people have and whatever, it's, but I was just like, that's fucking disgusting. I also thought it was gross that a man at 24 years old or 23, whatever he was at the time, was like, I need a ring. You need a ring that bad? You're young. You're not fucking 39. Stay in Cleveland. So the other day when the Miami Heat lost horribly to the Spurs, um, game five, fucking great. God, loved that. Absolutely loved that. It's perfect. Lose. Dirt bags. You're fucking losers. It's very exciting. Now I might actually watch the NBA again. I was saying that if somehow the Heat came back and won- and pushed it to game seven and then won, I was like, the, the, the NBA is totally rigged. I'm never watching this shit again. But the fact that the Spurs won it in five, I'm like, all right, man. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I think I'm back. I think I'm back in um, to, watching, to watching the goddamn NBA. I also, over the last few years, can't stand um, the Miami Heat fans. I think there's some of the, 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 the um, all right, okay, well, right now, let's just get into the, let's get into the jazz rant here. Um, Miami Heat fans are probably some of the worst human beings on the goddamn planet. Everybody who was ever on an episode of Cops turned into a Miami Heat fan. Dirtbags. Uh, don't, really didn't know much about basketball. Pretty much got on board in 2010. Probably died the other day. Never gonna watch it again. Um, I was at a couple of bars. Like, these guys leaving the fucking stadium when the Heat are losing. You, th- th- these tickets are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. How, how, how much do you care for a team if you just get up and leaving the fucking building? Less hearts than the team had. Awful. Um... I remember even being at bars watching Heat games, and they'd start to lose, and the fans there would get up and leave. You're leaving the bar? You're not gonna get some more wings because your shit fucking team is, like, losing this goddamn game? They're, they're, they're full court passes. These, these, these full court alley-oops aren't working, so you gotta leave? Here's a list. I think all of the, uh, Miami Heat fans. Here's a list of who are Miami Heat fans, okay? My eyes. OJ Simpson, Miami Heat fan. DJ Collin, Tanya Harding, The Illiterate, anybody who cannot read, Miami Heat fan, guys who ask why they're in, what, guys who when asked when they're in jail respond with some bullshit, The Game Genie is also a big fucking fan of the Miami Heat, Polly Shore's character in Biodome, 
Scar from The Lion King. We all know how that turned out. Guy was a huge Miami Heat fan. Watch the movie again. Pause it at certain scenes. You can see him wearing a, a, a Wade jersey. People who say hater. People who clip their nails on the bus. Men who loved Ed Hardy. Huge fucking Miami Heat fans. Ed Hardy himself, too. Gigantic Miami Heat fan. People who don't signal when they turn. Double Parkers. Fake tits. Fake tits are big Miami Heat fans. White guys who call each other the N-word. Big Miami Heat fans. People who have more than 12 items and the 12 items are less line. Pretty much anybody that does anything against society. The bullet that shot JFK. Huge, huge Miami Heat fan in the last two years. Drunk drivers. Riff Raff fans. Guys who say they're gonna ground and pound some guy at a bar over a, a glass of rum. Fucking neck tattoos. And that, that's just the tattoo itself. A neck tattoo might be a fan of the Miami Heat while the person that has it might not be. But you got a fan on your neck. Either way, the Miami Heat fans are fucking trash. Happy that whole thing's kind of gone. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna start watching the NBA again. So, gonna take a quick break. Come back with a good friend of mine, Sir James L. Madron, beautiful human being. We're gonna talk jobs, why you should quit it, um, if you hate it, and, uh, yeah. going on everybody uh back 12 week vacation i just took i went down to the bahamas um thought i'd come back to the second part of this podcast uh i am joined by sir james l mattered i have been knighted apparently uh i knight a lot of people you're definitely one of them i mean if i had the power to really knight somebody you might be in there well that's nice i mean you do come from a commonwealth so Mm -hmm. you could are there knight can the people from canada become knighted um you're still technically part of the crown right I mean, we're still part of the Commonwealth. I mean, well, I don't think it has. To, I don't think you have to be from England to be knighted. Yet the Queen just has to want to suck your dick. You just got to be like a hero. You think she sucks? Imagine. You think they Mick kneel down and then, What about Un John? I don't think he'd like it. Um, Does he turn it down? What's that song? Uh, someone save my. He's singing that while she's blowing him. <laughs> sugar Bear. It always comes back to Sugar Bear. It was. So, I love that goddamn song. It's the um, best. So I got James O'Mattern here, a beautiful man who hosts uh, his own podcast, Lust for Life, on this network, Stand Up New York Labs. Also, before I forget, because I always do, you can find this podcast on the uh, Stand Up New York Labs uh, on iTunes, Positive Anger, and on Swell Audio, which is like a Pandora for podcasts. Um, Just got to say all that before I fucking forget. But I wanted to bring in the captain here, and I want to talk about John about this too, because we were talking about it the other day, and the man, uh, the man died. But I want to talk about um, quit, quitting your job for your dreams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, talk to enough people over the years doing what it is that I do. That uh, run, you know, you run into somebody and they're like, "Man, uh, you know, I work at a, I work at a fucking gas station, bro, but I really want to be a Muay Thai fighter." And you're like, "Well, why, why aren't you doing that?" And they're like, "Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stock the chips." At this gas station. <laughs> and you're like, well, just be a kick, kick the fucking, get the pop machines while you're in there. Soda for you. 
Um, you know what I mean? Get get your get your shins wooden for when the the uh, you know what I mean? Um, so I've always I've always I think it's amazing that a, a lot of people will stay in their job even though uh, even though they violently hate it uh, solely for money or or, or um, whatever the case may be. Um, I know I years ago. I mean, we, that was one reason I want to talk to you about this because we talked about it before. You, your last job was at uh, oh, before I guess what I was just say you, you, you're a comedian. I am a comedian. I hope people realize <laughs> that. I might become a juggler. We'll see. Um, see the way the imagine going. hating comedy so much. Like God, I gotta stop being a comedian. I gotta fucking. I want to be a juggler. So he's like, why don't you quit? I can't, man. I need that sweet, sweet money. That sweet comedy. I money. gotta stay in the. My favorite term for comedy is the racket. You know, like uh, <laughs> it is a racket. Like isn't it? <laughs> it is a fucking racket. You know, like um, oh god, I always forget it. In the movie Payback, um, when uh, Val Resnick. Uh, Mel Gibson has to go. He, Val Val Resnick fucking kills Mel Gibson, takes his thirty five grand. Mel Gibson comes back from the dead and wants his thirty five grand from Val Resnick. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't see the movie. Oh I'm sorry. god, such a good movie. But anyways, they call like the mafia the outfit and the syndicate. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about the racket, and I was just like, oh, racket's a funny word for this whole thing. But yeah, so your last job before you started doing this whole deal was Applebee's, right? Uh close, a few feet from it. I was uh at the Hard Rock Cafe. So I can't say disparaging thing about them because I've ironically I've done gigs at Hard Rock Cafe since then, which is hilarious. I've performed at a Hard Rock. Have you performed at that Hard Rock Cafe? Oh, uh, when I worked there, I hosted the talent show. And well, what was the talent show? Oh, they, it was insane. They had bands, they had comedians, and I was the host. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, man, I didn't even get. <laughs> I had to pay for the steak I ordered backstage. Like, man, I'm I'm hosted for four hours, son. That's hilarious. The next day I come in, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I gotta leave. And the bo- the boss was like, cool. And he, he comped everything that day, like food wise. It was like, go get yourself some food. So I know what happened last buffalo, night. Buffalo, the buffalo chicken. It was a burger compared tidbits. to the steak the night before. But yeah. what are you gonna do? The uh, the 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 jalapeno flamethrower. Uh, I'm trying to think of um, the 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 Miami Sound Machine burger. I don't think that would be a Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> dish. Rhythm I think that is... would be that would be something in Miami, my friend. Mm-hmm. The rhythm is gonna noodle. Gloria Stefan's um... <laughs> bodega. <laughs> Why'd I give her a bodega? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You did it though. There's a cat in there. Does she still have hits? Uh, like r- she just does like Cuban music do you now, mean right? It... Spanish music that's hits that oh, white do you... people don't know about. Do you mean does she still do music? Yeah, I'm not talking about her doing blow. I mean, she lives in Miami. I just assume everyone does there. Um, I don't know if she still makes music. I don't know. Because she kind of disappeared from mainstream white people ear earbuds. Yeah. From their from their ear holes. Yep. And I, I but I figure she's still a huge draw. Like if she showed up to Yankee Stadium in July, every Spanish person you know would be there. Well, I mean, I, I think, think I think we can say there's a huge Gloria Estefan racket. You know what I mean? There's like a there's huge a, racket with that. It doesn't hu- involve any dead anti-Semitic Mel Gibson. There's a huge racket. There's a goddamn the 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 scalping industry for that. The racket for that. Um, I was gonna say how long how long were you working? I mean, Apple. Sorry, Hard Rock was your last job. Maybe we should call it Applebee's just <laughs> in case. <laughs> I want for whatever reason I want you to work at an Applebee's. Um, how long did you have that job at Hard Rock? All right, so I moved here in 2006. I'd saved some scratch. And I didn't have to get a job. That's another name for broccoli, everybody. For bro- you call it, I've never heard his broccoli. Uh, I just said that now. So you call him broccoli. Um, oh, I didn't get a job. Good job. Yeah. I came, I started applying for jobs like in August because money was disappearing. And I had maybe like two paid gigs at that point because I was killing it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, shit, man. 
they called me while I was back in Vegas for like a bachelor party. He's like, yeah, why don't you come in for a second interview Monday morning? I'm like flying back Monday morning. I was on no sleep. Uh-huh. I thought I bombed it. I didn't want a job. I did not want a day job. I was trying hard. Yeah. I tried to get fired the first week. By doing what? Showing up late. How late? <laughs> oh, like an hour and a half. What Beautiful. are you going to do? And uh, I kept a job, and I kept it for like six years, seven years, something like that. Six years. Fuck, that's six a long half. time. So okay, so you were still doing, you were still following your dream in that six years. Yeah, and it got to the point where I went from like four days a week to three days a week. Oh yeah, I know that one. The gradual, the gradual walkout. Yes, and then I'd say like my last year, there was times when I was calling out or giving up shifts. Yeah. All the time, it, I remember one month. Probably about four or five months before I quit, there was a month where I worked like four shifts. Uh-huh. A month. What's the point? That's You're awesome. making money as a comedian, but I was raised by an At- old Italian German dude, my yep. grandpa, and I could see him in the afterlife, heaven, whatever you're thinking, just going, hey, dummy, it's free money. Just show up. But I hated it so much. Yeah. I hated waiting tables so much. Now, let me ask you this. When you were working there, yeah. I mean, I can only assume at the Hard Rock, there's people that are hoping that fucking Robert Plant will come down and get a Caesar salad. See them and, right. oh, and discover you, even though exactly. they're not in your uh, industry. <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is, there must be people that are working there that want to do like actors and, and musicians and all that sort of shit. Is what I'm saying. Yes, and unfortunately, God, this is gonna sound horrible because some of these people still follow me and might even listen to this. Uh, so I won't say any specific names. I know people. A lot of dreams go to these restaurant jobs in Times Square to die. They go there because they're flexible, because they'll give you days off and See, you can request off. Yep. And so it's like, how can I give this up? And you're also, you can make some good money, especially if you're making, if you're night shifts and you do the weekends. Coming but it becomes a, down. It becomes a trap because eventually you can't make the same money. Yeah. You're not going to go, I hate to break this to people, when you make the leap nine out of ten times, you're not going to go from... Um, I'm a waiter and a part-time actor or comic or whatever, musician, to six figures in that other job. The transition is you're, you might be making the same money or maybe even a little less than what you're making as your day job. But the fact that you can sustain a living. I thought I needed to hit that point. Yeah, hit that point. You are going to have to go laterally or maybe even take a half a step to even a full step behind financially to do this job. It's very rare that it's like, I just landed. Uh, they're going to remake Friends with the, all the original cast, but I'm Joey. I'll and be out of my it's not job. not going to happen. And I'm not serving burgers. I'll be out yeah. of my job. And I, so you become a slave to it, for lack of a better see, this term. Is the, and this is why I want to talk about this, because uh, meeting a lot of people, you you talk to people that go, oh, man, I'm at this job. And, it, that's the, and that's one of those key words that keeps people fucking hooked flexible you know what i mean flexible go, ends up yeah they go dude it's so flexible i can go in there tuesday well yo if i don't want to work tuesday i'll go in thursday you know, they don't give a fuck and you go do you hear yourself dude you're talking yourself into buying more into the 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 van halen uh potato skins factory racket do you know what i mean I'm now making up I didn't names. know Van Halen and Potato Skins had a racket together. Saying, what, what are they doing? What are they, no, I'm saying Hard Rock is selling. What are, they, what are their names for stuff? Do they got like cool names like the Van Halen fucking wings? They don't do that. They I worked at Margaritaville and they had that. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to open up um, Axl Rose's 
Paradise City is a themed restaurant, and we came up with a bunch of gimmick items. Whenever you're ready for those, I'll tell you. Uh, I mean, uh, Mr. 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 Uh, Mr. Brownie Stones. Oh, the dessert. Yes, indeed, Thank my you. friend. Thank you. Um, the ro- tr- rocket quiche? Come on. We didn't have rocket quiche. That's great. <laughs> you give me a rocket quiche. Uh, we're starting a new business right now. The waiters were going to say, welcome to the jungle. You're going to die for our Chinese chicken salad <laughs> democracy. <laughs> That's perfect. Ah, oh, man, you're going to die for this Chinese democracy. Um, but yeah, flexible was always one of those things. Even talking to people like I used to work at Starbucks, and that was one of the things. I, I, I worked there for three years of my life. I gave up three years of my life, Sir James J., to Howard Schultz, who doesn't give a fuck about me as a human well, being. Well, he does now. He's giving college to everyone who works there. Uh, you can go to college for free, but it's is that ASU sh- online, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, because when I was working there, they well, here, let me tell you something. They, they used to give me, uh, when I was working part-time, They get and this is why I started the job in the first place, because I moved to Toronto. I was 20. I needed a job. Um, so I started working at Starbucks because they had benefits, dental benefits. I wanted to get the fucking, the, the, the chiclets fixed. Um, you had so, bad chiclets? No, but yeah. I, I mean, I had to. You had some a, burners out in the grill? <laughs> a couple of burgers out there, a couple, a little too long. Welcome to the dentist. That'd be another good one. Um, <laughs> Not at a restaurant. Welcome to the dentist. <laughs> I'm talking about other. Yo, man, once you have one hit building, you branch off. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Um, so there's, you know, the, the Guns N' Roses uh, buffet and then the Welcome to the Dentist. And then DDS, and, yeah. Um, anyways, so I started working there for that reason. Um, so I was working part-time, got dental benefits, but then um, I fucking, dude, I lost, okay, I, I'm, my front tooth, one of my front teeth is, is screwed into my head. When I was a kid, excuse me, it's screwed into my head. It's not real. It's, it's, it's drilled <laughs> into the bone. Um, bad to the bone. It's drilled bad to the bone. George Thorogood. Is there a technical name? Is that like a crown? Mm-mm. That you just want Crown. to make it sound like it's some medieval... Uh, yeah, imagine that. The dentist sits me down and goes, uh, well, sir, we have two options. So you can get a crown or a- <laughs> drill it into your head. Yeah, you make it sound like the okay. Meister from Game of Thrones. This Little Sunday. drill it in. <laughs> treason is treason. No, what it's called is a implant. It is an implant. So a crown, a crown is when they do this. Say you got one, you got one chiclet that's a little messed up. They, they shave down the other two chiclets on the other side, and then they, they make these two look well, like that's vampires. that's a bridge. I have a bridge and a crown. What the fuck's a crown then? Crown, I believe, is just one chiclet, and they put one in. But when you you're missing one, I'm missing Wait one a minute, in the I middle. Wait a minute, I know what a crown. A, a crown, a crown is like a cap. That's what it is. It's a when cap. you when your tooth's all shitty, they'll put a, a cap over it. That's a crown. Yes. Are they the same thing? No. Doesn't even matter. We need a dentist in the booth. Welcome, we need a dentist. Come into the booth. You can tell us facts about all our missing tooth. We've got teeth. Man, we've got teeth. No, that, anyways. So I had to go in and get an uh, implant. And um, uh, St- uh, Starbucks didn't cover that because it, it, that's called cosmetic. They won't cover anything other than root, ca- uh, not root canals, uh, fillings and stuff. So... I had I had a, a a flipper, which is what they call that's the technical term. It's like a, 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 a you know like a little retainer type thing. So I had one little tooth on a little retainer that I had to snap into my face for four straight years. Of my I life. had it, dude. That thing blows. I would go shoot hoops in ninth grade uh-huh. and flip it with my mouth. Yep. All yep. nervous. Yep. And I would bite down on accident mm-hmm. and was chopping it away to the point. And my grandma would be like, "Stop doing that!" In German accent. Uh, you'll end up breaking it. I got to the point where there was nothing left, just a tooth. I was freaked out. She mm-hmm. called an emergency. It was like a Monday or a Tuesday. Earliest we get to like 
a day after I had to go to school, put bubble gum up in my hole. Like a goonie. Like tooth, a goonie. And I could barely talk. In theater class, it popped out. And this girl, Catherine Klein, God bless her, she figured it out. Didn't say nothing, baby. She kept it quiet, baby. Dude, my tooth Good one girl. day, I was going to... Didn't rat me out. I was going to... Uh, she, 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 she held... She's a good she's pigeon. She's on the take. She's a good pigeon. She's a minch. Um, minch. Yeah, I'm only half Jewish. Really uh, uh, my tooth one day, I was brushing it at home like a fucking hobo. Dropped it. It shattered. Broke. So I had to call... My, I, I was working at Adidas at the time. I had to call my boss and go... Because I'm not a guy to lie about anything. So I go, dude, look, man. I don't have a front tooth. I don't, th- I don't think you want me up on the shoe deck hawking fucking superstars. I'm going to sit this one out. And I had to run around Toronto looking for a goddamn tooth. Sucked. Um, Running around Toronto <laughs> looking for a tooth. Here it is in the streetcar. We need a dentist in the booth because we got teeth. <laughs> man, we got teeth. Um... So anyways, uh, so Starbucks, I worked there for three years of my life, and one of the things about it was that it was flexible. When I first got to Toronto, all I was doing was uh, comedy, or trying to anyway. So, But what I had to do when I first fucking got there was work 40 hours a week. Um, so I was working, it was like 8 a.m. to 4. I'd go home for an hour, and then uh, run back out, do a show, and then go home, sleep a couple hours, and then go right back into this fucking... Uh, factory, but I turned that place into a good time, sort of, you know what I mean? I had fun with it, because I was like, I'm on stage right now. I'm sitting behind a thing. Somebody's talking to me. I'm going to make these people laugh. So I had- Why like, you were selling shoes? No, I'm talking oh, Starbucks, Starbucks now. Yeah. So star- shoes, though, I was that was another thing. Um, but Starbucks, like people would come in and ask for stuff, and I would just, they'd be like, can I get an Earl, uh, you know, can I get an Earl Grey tea? I'm like, you want a James Earl Grey Jones? And some people would find that funny, and other people would be like, just give me my fucking tea. You were working the room a little bit. Buddy. And you were getting thick skin. Hey, man, it was all crowd work, man. Well, that's smart. Um, So, but I had to leave that place eventually because uh, they were fucking with my life. One day, man, I went in there. This is the day that I quit that job, and I was very happy about it. And then I'll talk about my last job, and I want to hear about more about uh, Hard Rock Bees. Um, Apple, yes, they've merged. Apple Rock. Apple Rock. <laughs> Apple Rock. Steve Jobs plays all the hits. At Apple Rock. <laughs> Welcome to Apple Rock. We've got wings and flingers and stuff. This it, is Crocodile Rock, but Apple Rock. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when apples rocked. Me and Susie used to blah, blah, blah. I'll take extra cheese on that full awful serve. Can we make a promise? People do not realize, and we'll, I mean, obviously you got to get back to business here with the mm-hmm. job thing, but... Nate and I have been on trains together, and all we've talked about is Elton John. Two straight men who love Elton John as much as us. Let's promise next time Elton comes to New York, we must go together. We will leave our girlfriends. What was the song? We will leave our girlfriends. Goodbye, tiny little Liz. I'm leaving you at home. I'm going with Sir (laughs) James. He's leaving out his new girl. Let me tell you this. This right here is a reason to quit your job. You know what I mean? Or or your life. How off-key I am. What's the song we were singing, uh, Elton John? The song we said was one of his best... uh, I'm not gonna go on with you You like that. that. Okay, give me a second. Late 80s nonsense Uh, Elton John. My dude, what's your thoughts on Elton John? The best. With Bernie Toppin, who... This is hilarious. Not that sexual orientation Whoa. matters, but you know when you say you like Elton John, macho straight dudes, what are you, quasi homo? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But um, it's hilarious that you're always told that um, Bernie Toppin, the guy who writes... Sorry. I don't think that's that. Uh, writes the lyrics for Elton John all these years. Well, he's a straight guy. And then you see interviews with Bernie Toppin dressed like some space cowboy, and you're like, I don't know if there was any straight guy 
in the equation of that that lyrics um, or the, any of the songs. Who knows? It's hilarious. He cares? dresses more flamboyant than Elton. People that say they don't like Elton John are insane. You, he has 50 years of music. You can't say he like one song. Even that Lion King shit I can mess with. I don't want a Lion King with you like that. Don't want to have Scar kill my kid. Where's my Mufasa? Cat. Who's that bird? See, I'm your Bernie Toppin. I'm the one who's going to fix the lyrics for you in but these you're songs. you're a kid. I mean, yeah, Simba's a cat. But you I mean, said that. No, I said kid. No, but you're, you were rhyming it with that. That was what you should have been rhyming with. You are a lion. A lion's a cat. And your baby's a little cat. He's a kitty cat still, even though he's a lion. That's just That just makes you rock hard, this song right here. <laughs> Anyways, so it was working at Starbucks. The, the day that I quit, um, I walked in. Okay, this sometimes at Starbucks when you're working there, they make you do a fucking five... Did you ever point your finger at me again? <laughs> I'll point, I, listen, man, you know I talk like a wrestling manager. I, uh... 5.30 shift I had to go to. 5.30 shift. And I worked with a lot of people who were, you know, writers and musicians and fucking yeah, paint throwers or whatever the hell. And they just wanted to, you know, night, uh, sword swallowers. <laughs> paint throwers! <laughs> um, and they wanted to do those careers, but they kept staying at Starbucks because they said, it's flexible. So anyways, I walk in there. 5.30 in the goddamn morning. I was out all night getting yelled at by drunks. I go in there and the, my manager looks at me and he goes, uh, he goes, are you wearing, are you wearing your right shoes right now? And I look down, you're supposed to be wearing black shoes. I was wearing white shoes. I go, oh man, I forgot him. And then he looks at me and he goes, uh, he goes, where do you live? And I go, come on, man. And he goes, yeah, where do you live? And I told him and he goes, do you want to go home and get them? I'm like, it's like, you want me to leave? It's 530 in the morning. I shouldn't even be up. You know who's up right now? Rapists, fucking guys in the park waiting to trip joggers, truckers. Am I hauling oranges to Atlanta? I don't think so, okay? I'm working a goddamn shift at Starbucks. I get somebody a coffee. Who cares what my shoes are? I'm behind a counter. I'm gonna lose my mind. But anyways, I go, I go, all right, fine. I'll go get my shoes. I'm biking home. And the whole way home, I was like, you know what? Fuck that job. I'm never going back there. I got home, put my shoes on. It's now like six. Uh, the sun's finally starting to come out. The rapists are going home. The truckers have dropped the fucking watermelon out in Texarkana. And I went, all right, fine, I'm going back. <laughs> and I went down there, and I'm wearing my black shoes, and I get in there, and I'm working the shift, and I was like, I got to quit this place soon. And then this is the thing that did it for me at Starbucks. This, th It was just this one manager, because I've, I've worked at Starbucks, and it's been a really fun time, super cool people. But this motherfucker, there was a homeless guy outside, outside the front door, asking for change. Uh, an hour goes by, I look outside, there's cops now talking to the homeless guy. And I go, hey, man, I go, what happened out there? And he goes, he goes I called the cops on him. And I go, Why? And he goes, because he's outside taking your tips. I go, what do you mean he's taking my tips? And he goes, well, because people aren't tipping here, and they're going to give it to the homeless guy. And I go, give it to the fucking homeless guy. I'm making money right now. I'm making, I'm making whatever the fuck I'm making. Give it to the goddamn homeless guy. And he goes, we can't have people not giving us tips. And I go, you know what, dude? That's it. I'm wow. done. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not having you call the fucking cops on the homeless. And then I went like this. And I just fucking strutted out of there. I walked right through the plate glass window. I don't wanna make coffee for you like that. Calling cops on the homeless. Um, so I left. That was the last time I worked at Starbucks. I had to get the fuck out of there. That's dramatic. You had a big dramatic exit. Uh, oh, buddy, I'll tell you all the exits I've had. They've all been. They've all been pretty. Always dramatic. a meltdown. Always. No, but take they're not always a meltdown. It. But let me tell you this: one day, <laughs> take this job and shove it. I would love if Elton John covered that. Uh, that would just boom, boom, be icing boom. on cake. Um, the icing on the cake is. And now I'm just. Uh, is it trying to pitch a cover? <laughs> 
I don't need you anymore as my lover. Uh, no, I'm not bringing Can you tell that I used to write music? Could you just tell? I couldn't Whoa. sing it with the shit. But I was a band leader. We're, we're singing the shit out of this fucking podcast. Um... They've all been pretty dramatic. Because let me tell you something. If I ever make money, if I ever do something big, I'm getting another day job and I'm walking. Having a job <laughs> having a job that you don't need anymore, leaving a job that you don't like is everybody, anybody, do it. It's one of the greatest feelings on the planet. But make sure oh, that you, you can- on the other side. That you can pay bills. And um, I want to specifically say, say months, this. If you got two months rent, walk the fuck out. You got to have two, two months rent if you're, you're single. If you have a family, you better be thinking about well, a little more. Hey, man, if you have a family, uh, you're not going to be a paint thrower anymore, okay? If you've fa- you got three There's kids— There's plenty of paint throwers with families. Yeah, but they're not probably making money. Is anyone a paint thrower? So you just mean like an art, like a painter? Yeah, no. So was Basquiat no, no, no. a paint thrower? No, I was talking like a, like a, a little more alt than just painter. I'm talking like a weird thing that's uh, There's no money in that anyway, so what's the point of— Hey, man, not to these you, people, You need dude. to keep a flexible job if you're a paint thrower uh, because there's no money. <laughs> I have your paid- only money you're gonna you're gonna make is do you want sugar in that? Let me tell or you something. Loaf? I've paid many paint throwers to throw their paint. Um, but no, I anybody if you have a job and you have some if you want to walk the fuck out of that and you have something else on their side, having a job that you don't need is the best feeling on the planet. I've walked out of that. Uh, I walked out of a call center. I walked out of a a, a, a grocery store. I walked out of a Boston pizza. I walked out of. Uh, you, um, a Boston pizza? I worked at a Boston pizza for two weeks. In Toronto. Uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, where, I, where I'm from. They were called Bo- I love how someone decided to market the pizza in Boston full of Irish people um, yeah. as, as you know what's funny pizza about- that everyone's going to want. I know. They're, they're for, they, they, they're, it's the clam chowder and fucking lobster. You know what's so Seattle funny? tacos is going to be my new thing. <laughs> I was going to say. And then they give Boston pizza to other people from the ocean who eat lobster and seafood. Insane to me. Um, but anyways, I worked there for two weeks. Um, and I quit that motherfucker. Quit. I walked out of Starbucks when I was 16 because I had a uh, job as an extra in a movie. All the, you ever see the Martha Stewart movie that was on NBC years ago? No. Sybil Shepard? You're in it. I'm in it, goddammit. You watch it. You pause it a couple frames. You see the kid. And I I was working at Starbucks, and I, I got asked to do, because you know how extra stuff, you know, anything in the in the entertainment business, sometimes like movies and stuff, commercials, they, there's no fucking rhyme or reason. You'll find out midnight the night before, they're like, we need Despicable. you in, we need you in Tulsa, uh, you're, you're doing nine seasons, or and probably not that, you're doing a Doritos commercial in eight hours. And you're like, well, okay, what the fuck? So I called my manager at Starbucks at the time, and I go, I need tomorrow off. You can't have tomorrow off. You better be here, blah, blah, blah. And I went, you know, I made a decision right there. I was 16. I was like, where do I want to be? In 10 years, do I want to be at a motherfucking Starbucks telling some asshole that a fucking uh, mocha doesn't have vanilla in it? Oh, you know what I mean? So I go, I go, I ain't going. And I went to Martha Stewart 16 hours and the woman fired me. And I, uh, people got me back in though. They greased the wheels. I was going to say, because your work, you got to quit dramatically again on them. Buddy, I'm I'm quitting dramatically all day. Every day I walk out of any, I'll walk out of this podcast. I'll walk out on this podcast if you try. <laughs> um, you never walked out of a job? No. Showbiz is job. Showbiz is well, job. Well, what's the story? What's the it story? It was low level. It was uh, it was just a uh, Hispanic sketch show. I, I uh, for years people know me. Uh, I thought my uh, biological father was Mexican for years. I found out he's a Jewish fella. We're still not a hundred percent, but we're pretty sure it's more Jewish fella than the Mexican dude. And so I was in a sketch show, 
And, what was it called? Uh, Jake Yegamos. And I'm going to be doing stand-up for them now. It's been years. They've called me. I'm going to do stand-up for them in July. And um, dude, the dude who ran it wouldn't be at the rehearsals. He got this girl, this woman to run, who was supposedly a big shot for Latin HBO, HBO Espanol, whatever it is. Um, I found out what her big thing was is she did voiceovers for like the commercials. Okay. So that's that's her claim to fame. And she was horrible to talk to. And we do these rehearsals, and I came up with an idea for a bit, and everyone just improvised. They didn't study their lines. You know, so it was pointless for me to write a script. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to write a script. Here's the diagram, and no one would do it. I probably should have wrote, like, bullet points and handed them out to people, but I wasn't going to take my time to write a script, and I told her that, and it got to a point where they're just totally making a scene that doesn't look like anything that it's supposed to be, and she... And I'm like, guys, we got to do this. She goes, where is the script? I'm like, I'm not going to write one out. Well, guess what? She yelled at me for the last time. <laughs> we're not getting paid. for. We're going to get paid the day of the show. And I think the, the show before was like 50 bucks. And it was like, nah, dude. And I go, enough with this. And I walked the fuck out yeah. and bought an apple. Because it was somewhere around this, hey, this hey, wonderful hey. club. Was this in your head? Write a script for you, girl. God. I'm not going to let them butcher my hot words. Now nah, I go write a script for you, senorita, because you're Spanish. Because I'm going to shine my apple on my pants. Yeah, the place where I got my food earlier, where yep. I got my salmon, where I was telling you, it was above that place. So I walked down. I'm like, I ain't working on Maggie's farm no more. I went and bought a nice apple. Didn't even wash it. I'm like, give me the germs and the pesticides. Let's go. Because, yeah, man, I think the, the flexible thing definitely keeps people fucking stuck. Because I think they do think, like you were saying, that uh, that Richard Branson's going to come in and be like, you're the hottest goddamn hostess I've ever seen. I need you to blow people on Virgin Airlines or whatever the fuck. Um, and that's going to give you a career. <laughs> I bet you're the best paint thrower in America. So this is how we're going to start you off. For six months, you're going to blow everyone on Virgin Airlines and... <laughs> Those planes that go into space that are, we're losing our ass with. Suck on that dick. Come on, these are all these are all gems. The final <laughs> countdown. I was gonna go with Rocket Man for that one. It's the final blowjob, first of all. It's the final blowjob. <laughs> I was gonna do Rocket Man. Qu um, quit your job. Also, somebody somebody told me years ago, and this is what finally made me do it. I mean, I don't know about you. When I quit. The last job I had was at Adidas. I haven't had a job now almost four years. God, God willing. Knock on fucking everybody's wood. Knock on dick. Um, four years now. And I remember when I first quit, somebody told me right before I quit, they were like, man, you can always get one of those jobs. You can always get like a Joe job. You can always. You, you could, if you're not an asshole. But also if you're not. You could get a job. If you don't have a, like a, even if you have a criminal record, you could walk into a, a Hardbees or an Apple Rock and go, yeah, man, I make a crazy grilled cheese. And they go, well, do you know how to make a fucking uh, a Robert Palmer grilled cheese? And you go, yeah, that's just one with... Uh, it's one that's addicted to bread. You know, you're gonna have to face it. You're I'm addicted, addicted to, to bread. bread. I like the wheat. The grill is on. <laughs> the bread is cooking. The cheese, the cheese is melting. melting. <laughs> that's so funny. No one's gonna listen to this. Uh, We've yes, so they out of will. Our minds. Yes, they will. Yeah, man, you're sweating in a hot box here. There's two lights on you. Two, two men who have quit their jobs and are living their dreams. Well, let me say this. Two things, if it's okay. Uh, uh, criminals sure. get jobs yes. in the kitchen. Yes, of course. Kitchens, for the most part, are either Spanish. In the West Coast, mostly Mexican. Uh, you come out the East Coast. In Canada, just white people. Yeah, and East Coast, you tend to find more white people in the kitchen, and I prejudice against that. I prefer Spanish folk in my kitchen. How That's come? me. Uh, I just trust it more. I just feel they care more. I think white people are in the kitchen because they don't have anything else uh anywhere else to be at that moment but they want to 
Do you get what I'm saying? You get like back in Vegas, these are a bunch of Mexican dudes, a lot of them are illegal. I'm being honest. And they're just trying to make some money to send to their families and that they're happy to have any job and they take care of the food and they want people happy and they, they look at it as their art because that's unfortunately when you're illegal, there's not much upsized career. Sure. Like becoming oh, yeah. a chef will be your best move. Well, let me They're tell you not going to become rocket science. They're not going to join the the MLS. Nobody They're can become... not going to be actors. They're not going to be with Martha Stewart. That's what they, their well, art is, well, is now this. making this, tangy fries. This podcast is not directed at illegal immigrants uh, because if you have a job, hang on to it. You do not quit that job. You don't go start being a paint thrower or a fucking knife, knife uh, sheather. Is that what they're Sheather? called? The guy that just sheathes the weapons. Um, but anyways, my last... Okay, so she told me, she was like, anybody can get one of these Joe jobs, just quit. And I had a couple of things lined up, like barely anything, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to quit. So on Halloween, I quit. Um, I walked home wearing my uh, my my Two-Face from uh, Batman Forever costume, thinking about my entire life. And uh, I went, you know... I don't think I'm going back there. And I told the guy, but here's how scared I was. I told the man, I go, look, dude, uh, I got to leave right now. I'm losing my brain. I can't deal with this shit. I'm, I'm giving size 10s, 10s and a half. So I'm losing my mind. I can't do it. I can't do it. I got to I gotta get out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, I go, I can come back for Christmas. Because no joke, at Adidas, they had a bunch of uh, they had Christmas sales or whatever. And it was a week-long 50% off fuck fest. And people just came in and grabbed shit. And it was so much fun. Because... It wasn't any of that selling like, oh, man, you know what? I think you really do need a pair of uh, Dwight Howard's because you're a guy on the go. It was just, hey, man, these are 50% off. You're buying them already. They're already in your hand. You're leaving? Sweet. And I was just having a good fucking time. So I told him, I go, I'll come back at Christmas time. And this is also what happened, too, with a bunch of um, tourists from around the world. Like, sometimes people from, uh, like, China and stuff will come in. Don't They can't speak much English. So they would hold, they would give me a pair of shoes and just go, eight size, eight size. And I'm looking at them, and I go, there's no way you're an eight size. There's just no way. I see your feet, your tiny little baby feet. If I get you an eight, you're just going to be flapping around in it. And they're just still screaming eight size. So I go, okay, go back and get them an eight. You put it on, it's a boat. And then they just start snapping in it, and they're laughing, and they're like, oh, seven size. I'm like, no, you need like a three. You're a child. Um, anyways, so I told him I'd come back for Christmas. And then Christmas came around, and he sent me the email, and he goes, hey, man, I've given you 40, 47 hours this week. And I just had two months off, and I went, uh... I was talking to Liz. I was with Liz at the time. And I went, uh, I don't think I can go back there. I can't do it. 47 hours after a two-month vacay? I can go back in there and do 47 straight hours of power to the face? So <laughs> I didn't I didn't go back. And it was horrifying for the first, uh, like, six months. And then I moved here, which was even more fucking horrifying. And you didn't need a job here? I bled money from Canada. Uh, I would go back and forth every once in a while to make some money uh, doing random stuff. And then I started making a little bit of money here. And yeah, Lord willing, knock on a dick. Um, knock have, on any dick. It's wood. I would rather knock on my own, but it's um, And uh, I haven't had to get a job again. But the beginning of it is really I say that to say it. there's no way it's not going to be scary to quit and go after the thing you want to go after. But I feel that... You have to fucking do it. You can easily spend three, four years in a piece of shit job that's giving you zero yeah. and take that time away from your career or whatever it is you actually want to do. You know what I'm saying? Word. When you quit uh, the, the, the hard bees, Apple Rock, yeah. um, were, you, were you fucking horrified? I was a little nervous, but uh, so it's weird, man. I, this is something I'm obsessed with. If people know me, I'm, and you know me, I'm obsessed. I'm a very obsessive person. I would go through on my calendar and count the money I make for each month okay. in comedy. 
And it got to the point where I'm like, I'm paying my bills. I'm making a living right now. Mm -hmm. And once you get to like the first month, that's a big deal. And then you count like four or five in a row and you're like, well, I guess I'm a professional. I'm doing this as is. I don't need this job. So it was coming back to, to the fall, right? I was going to be in Austin for a week doing stand-up and then driving with my buddy who's moving to L.A. And we had uh, I was opening up for people from the Stern Show, Ronnie Limo Driver and Shuley, and this block party. is a hot tour, right? So uh, I took two weeks off and I went on leave of absence and I had the intentions of not coming back. Yep. But I called, <clears throat> they called me and said, you're on leave of absence. You're going to get paid, paid vacation. You're going to get money for this, you're all good. We'll see you in a month. And then it got to a month and online, uh, there was an app. You had to do your schedule through an app. And so I looked at the schedule, so I showed up reluctantly. And I was like, I guess I'll, I'll just keep doing this. And then it got to the point, dude, um, December. This, this is just so weird how this all came out. First weekend of December, we're doing this block party. It's hot, bro. We're playing theaters. Mm -hmm. We're selling out and I got a raise. They gave me um, 400 a show. I'm doing 20 minutes. Yep. So I'm making 800 a weekend once a month. This Whoa. is great money for, for basically just yelling at maniacs, going, F you, F you, I'm the man, acting like a heel wrestler. It was great. And I talked to my boy Shuli, and I'm going to go, I think I'm going to quit. And he goes, brother, make the leap, because how are you going to keep progressing yeah. if that's all you're doing? Exactly. You're paying your bills now. As long as this tour is going, you're good, man. I'm guaranteeing you this much money. So a week or two later, my management at the time, sent me to some audition, and it was about a block away from uh, the Hard Rock. And, oh, yeah, so I'm about to leave for to go back for the holidays. And they tell me that they still haven't put up the schedule for the week of Christmas. I might have to work that week. I'm like, I have a plane ticket. Well, you can show me your plane ticket. But that'll help me decide not to give you the work. But if we need you, you're going to have to stay. These middle management fucks. And you have to work two out of four holidays. You have to work yeah, Thanksgiving, oh, I know. Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve, Elton New Year's John's, Day. Elton John's birthday. They gave me, they showed me, and they show you what you end up getting. They gave me three of the four. These cops. And what, I was going to have to work New Year's Eve oh. and New Year's Day. Oh, come on. But New Year's Eve during the day, I could still do my gig. I'm like, I have a $750 gig that night. You got to do it. I'm going to lose my voice. And the irony is, is that night before I had like six gigs. I remember having no voice on New Year's Eve. And my girlfriend at the time took me, uh, well, I took her, of course, because I was the one paying, uh, the sushi, and I had to drink. No bullshit. I couldn't talk during dinner, New Year's Eve dinner. I had to put wasabi in my tea, drink two batches of tea like that. People think I'm crazy to get my throat right, so I regress. But um, so there's no way I could have worked during the day and done this. The gig's more important. And so I had that audition, and this is I'm supposed to leave on Wednesday. And I go, this is a sign. I'm close to there. Yep. I got an audition. Yep. I walked there on a Friday about 530. I had gigs that night. I just wrote. In two weeks from today's time, I will no longer did be you employed throw, by you. Did you throw your hard apple no. apron in somebody? Or I it? put it in. I then left. I get there on Tuesday. The big, big boss goes, I'm losing you, huh? And I pause, and, and he just looked at me and goes, it's time. And I go, yeah, it's time. Yeah. And he's always been a cool dude. He knew I was ascending. He also saw me declining as a server. I ain't gonna lie. I'm one of the all-time greatest servers of all time. I was a great fucking hey food man, server. Hey man, I've been trying to order. I was unbelievable. I've been trying to order jalapeno poppers from you for this entire fucking podcast. Baby, I'm waiting. I got a chef from India who makes some special for you, baby. Oh, wait a minute. Here he comes. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so I, I that happened to me here. But here's the thing. I kind of gave him a fuck you because it was like, well, when's your last day? Well, I guess it's tomorrow because I, I was leaving Thursday. Yep. And... I put in those days for those days off, so now you're gonna have to not schedule me. And then 
I'm gone for what would be my last days. So it was basically, that's how you're going to play with me? I've been here for years, and you're going to treat me like that and give some new people the holidays and shit? Nope, I'm out. Yep. And I'm going to move on. And then ironically, uh, our tour got canceled by Howard Stern like a few months later, Hilarious. and I was freaked the fuck out. See, this is, but this is, this is what I was going to say. This, you, the, the, the idea of like, I mean, the regular job that's, that's oh, I'm going to say it this way again, flexible. Flexible. Um, they, they seem enticing and all that kind of stuff. Because when the fuck is, uh, you know, an Apple Rock going to fucking fold? Um, a, bu- bubba, a Bubba Garden? A, a Bubba Garden. A uh, Welcome to the Laundromat. A, uh, but anyways, th- those things are going to stay. But the g- going out on your own and doing your own thing, I mean, the, this is some, this is this is this is shift work. I mean, some months are good, some months are not. You know what I mean? You know what I kind of say it's like. And I mean, this is probably the same as a lot of um, anything to do with you know paint throwing. I like the idea of paint throwing. Musicians, all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, in Cinderella Man, when he goes down to the dock to try to get a shift, and the guy at the dock's just like you, 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 nobody else. You know, sometimes you get picked. Yeah. Other times you don't get picked, and you got to stay on the other side of that fence. But uh. The way I always kind of looked at it, too, is if you're working 40 hours a week, uh, you know, uh, scrubbing fucking records at a, at a CD place or, a, or a, you know, polishing up Howard Schultz's Fabergé eggs at his mansion or whatever, and then on your off time, you're making your poetry. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're doing your poetry. Which one of those do you think you're going to be good at? Do you know what I mean? Will you, you spend two hours a week on, on your, uh, your, 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 slam, your slam rock. Or the 40 hours a week mopping up a goddamn sushi accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Split, split your time. It's a hard thing to do, but quit the goddamn job. If you, if you got something else you want to do. you can. Do, I've seen too many people. Oh, you don't jump ship too early. And I've seen this happen a lot where um, I've seen it. And unfortunately, it's going to sound sexy. It's not sexy. But this happens more with females, I've noticed, who've been doing it like a year or two. It's like, look, I, I'm, I'm getting older. Like, his looks factor in a girl's head. Even in comedy, which is just horrible, that it should that should matter. But it gets in their head that oh, I'm getting older. I need to hit now. And I would be getting better at comedy if I was doing it more. If I quit my job, I'll get more stuff. And so um, they was like, well, I should just quit my job. I'm like, do you have a few months rent? No. Yeah. And it's not that easy. You need to no, have no, no. the work guaranteed. In I the had money. I had five. I was five and a half years deep. Before I fucking bailed on the whole goddamn thing, I don't. I'm not saying you fought, you get paid. One, somebody th- buys your your you know you know your your shoe collection uh, that you I don't know you, some kind of art and you go all right I'm out. I'm I'm just saying if you have a little bit, you think you're making you're making a little bit of money on the thing you really want to do, um, but you're still hanging on this job because it's flexible. Uh, flexible. Quit it, quit it, quit it. Um, all right, well, uh... well, buddy. <laughs> That's how we're ending it right here. I thank you. Um, I thank you for coming in. This is uh, it's been positive anger here. It's hard to be angry when you're listening to Elton John swing your your sweet sweet little penis right off. Swing it up. Hey, can I get a plug in real quick? Of course you can. Lust for Life, baby, on Stand Up New York Labs. Uh, check that shit out. Got a new podcast starting called Get in the Ring. It's about Guns N' Roses. And every Monday through Friday, man, you can check out the James Mattern page on YouTube. I have a minute and a half to two minute sports clips every day called Bustin' Balls. Nate was just in one. He helped me with one. Um, even if you don't like sports, you'll. I'm irrelevant. I have fun. There's pop culture references, Game of Thrones references, left and right, music references, up and down, because we already said left yeah. and right. So check it out. Bustin' Balls, baby. I'm trying to change the game. Check out my friend James L. Mattered. Uh, myself, NathanMagintosh.com. Check me out on Twitter. I just started Instagram because it's a fun thing to do. I'm going to start 
Um, I'm actually gonna get you into a video real quick. <laughs> I mean, Mad Dog is just, you just left. You just bailed. Um, uh, yeah, you check out this on uh, fucking SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and uh, like I said, Swell Audio. Uh, yeah. So thank you guys very much for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs>